I'm Michelle White, bringing you eight years of clinical experience in gut-focused therapy. Thanks for joining me on Happy Inside, the podcast where we talk about the behavioural and psychological aspects of gut disorders. Everything that no one else is talking to you about is happening here. Let's start right off the bat with the definition of emotion. It's an affective state of consciousness in which joy, sorrow, fear, hate or the like is experienced as distinguished from cognitive and volitional states of consciousness. So it's a feeling, not thinking. Now there's an order to physiological processes and when it comes to emotions, they're predominantly generated by a thought. We have cognitive processes, whether we're consciously aware of them or not, including during our sleep. Our cognitive minds still function while we're sleeping, but in a slightly different way to when we're awake. Now, Eckhart Tolle puts it this way. He's such a clever man. He says, an emotion is the body's reaction to your mind. Oh, I remember the first time I read that. Oh, it was just spoke so powerfully to me. And here's my take on it. An emotion is a representation of a thought. So reflect on a time when you were hurt or angry or treated unfairly or maybe you lost a loved one. Notice the emotion that arises just by thinking it. That's the representation of your thought. It's your body's reaction to your mind. Now, think of a person that you love or adore or admire or you're lusting after. Feel the change in your body. That's actively facilitated by a different thought process. That's how powerful your thoughts are. Emotions are powerful too. And they're much easier to bring awareness to because of their sensory nature. Their birthplace, though, isn't quite the same walk in the park. So we think something to the effect of 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. That's nearly 3,000 thoughts an hour. So let me ask you this. How many of those thoughts do you think you're consciously aware of? So I meditate most days and even when I sit in meditation for half of that time I reckon I'm hard pushed to catch even 150 of those thoughts now society is a mess as a whole our presence and mindfulness is dwindling actually it's not dwindling it's plummeting I'd say because of sheer busyness which At any point in your life is a choice. You decide how you spend your same 24 hours a day that we're all gifted. It's wildly difficult to be mindful when you're moving a thousand miles an hour, multitasking and rushing from one place to the next, barely keeping afloat. There's a reason why monks live in monasteries and take silent retreats. It's one thing to bring yourself into a state of full presence and awareness on occasion, like in a meditation or yoga class, but it's an entirely different level to live all your moments completely present. 
the present moment is here right now where we can stop, feel and listen. Notice how the word thinking didn't get a seat. That's because it's too busy chattering and distracting and keeping you in the past or the future. If you want to be in this moment, feel it. Your breath, your feet on the ground, the gentle breeze through your hair, the warmth of the sunshine on your back. All of those things are right here. You can't experience them while you're in your past or gallivanting off into the unknown future. But you can be assured that if you come into the experience of those now, then they'll ground you right here. So let's practice for a minute. Imagine you've got three boxes. Each of them has their own label, past, present, and future. Now, the middle one is where we want to be as often as possible. In fact, imagine that you're standing inside that box and it's like waist high. Physically, the only place your body can actually be is in that middle box labeled present. Presence requires us to be in that box with our whole body and mind, not part of us, all of us. In reality, though, we're usually standing in the middle box, but our mind's in one of the others. Now, don't bother arguing the fact with me that you can multitask. It's true that you can multitask, but with reduced or diluted attention. Presence is 100%. If you're in the middle box but worrying about next week, then you've essentially taken a percentage of your mind, anywhere between 1% and 100%, depending on your level of mindfulness, and you've placed it in the future box. So now, only part of you is in the present, while the rest of you is in the future. This is how we disconnect from full presence. And you guys might have heard of Tony Robbins, My God, that man knows more than most of us about human behavior. And he says or reminds us that where focus goes, energy flows. So wherever you direct your attention, energy goes there. It's created there. And he also says, whatever you hold in your mind on a consistent basis is exactly what you'll experience in your life. That's a good one. I'm going to repeat it because it's so good. Whatever you hold in your mind on a consistent basis is exactly what you'll experience in your life. So if you're asking yourself unanswered questions constantly or you're worrying about your circumstances and never resolving them, you'll experience those worries as your life. Worrisome thoughts will generate those relevant feelings, stress, anxiety, worry, anger, resentment. If you want to feel something other than those, something more beneficial, you've got to get into the driver's seat and start thinking better quality thoughts. It can be done. Is it easy? Nope. It's a work in progress and that requires commitment. You've been thinking the same way for most of your life, so give yourself time to change those condition patterns and go easy on yourself in the meantime. It won't take long before you experience that correlation between thinking better and feeling better 
And then guess what? It gets its own momentum because it feels so damn good. You can do it and you deserve it. I believe in you. I'm Michelle White. Thanks for listening. We live in an age where we make choices based on ratings and reviews. So if you like this podcast, please tell me and other potential listeners by leaving a review. Those puppies matter and it's one of the best ways you can show your support. You can also follow Happy Inside on Facebook and Instagram and sign up to the newsletter on the Happy Inside website. And if one-on-one support is right up your alley, then the Happy Inside program is for you in the Sydney Clinic or through online consultations. There's also the Happy Inside iPhone app, a component of the full program in case you don't have access. And if you already own the app, remember, those reviews matter. All these details can be found at happyinside.com.au. Happiness starts on the inside, so join me on the next episode for all those conversations that foster a happy inside.